You've tuned into the Bellingham Podcast for the week of March 4, 2018, episode 70. From the still frozen city by the Sailor Sea, I am AJ Barsay. And I'm the self appointed grandmaster of the TGIF fan club. I'm Chris Powell. On this episode, AJ and I head up north for an adventure. We'll tell you all about it. All aboard, boys and girls. This is the Bellingham Podcast. All aboard! That's right. How's it going, AJ? Good, Chris. How you doing? Happy Friday as we're recording this. Happy Friday. I feel like I feel like we bonded this week. We have seen more of each other this week than probably any other week. Yeah, yeah. It's a good thing that you and I actually like genuinely like each other. I Otherwise, th- this this would not this podcast would not have happened. Right. And this nor this trip. trip. Yes. Yeah. So uh, basically, I had an idea uh, a couple weeks ago that I wanted I I, I want to go on uh, some adventures. And these are kind of controlled, safe uh, adventures. But in this case, I wanted to just, I don't, full disclosure, I don't know Vancouver, BC that well. And I always get lost either getting to Vancouver, a destination there, or getting out of Vancouver to go back to uh, my hometown here in Bellingham. And I'm like, what if I took the train from Bellingham in our lovely Fairhaven Amtrak station up to Vancouver and just saw what was around. So I took a look at Google Maps and thought, oh, there's a couple sites I could get a bite to eat. And this is within a kilometer walking distance or something like that. And uh, this seemed to be uh, a good idea. Told AJ about it and it's like, hey, we got a road trip going on. Except we weren't quite on the road, were we? No, we were on the tracks. So we departed from Fairhaven. Uh, and what was cool about this is when you when you were telling me about this, I totally was like, hey, hey. Can I take a walk? <laughs> like, <laughs> I totally just like butted in. And what was the appealing part is you're like, dude, it's like 12 bucks, you know, one way and 12 bucks the other way. $24 round trip. 24 bucks round trip. So what does $24 get you in travel? Well, let us tell you. So we departed Fairhaven and it was great. I got some shots. I, I even I even did something I don't normally do, those Instagram stories, because I I thought I would try something different. So sure. I did a little Instagram story of us like on the train and stuff. And, you know, it was cold as all get out, but it was it was somewhat nice. I mean, it was bright out. So I got, you know, some nice video. You'll see for actually the cover art for this show is actually a shot from uh, it, it's it, this, this cover is different because it's actually a, a movie shot. If you follow me on Instagram, you'll see what I'm talking about. So uh, anyway, you, you see shots of that. But um I kind of wanted to get it all out of my system before we get to the border because I don't pay for international data or international anything. Yeah, neither of us had a a plan uh, that would allow Canada and U.S., so we were kind of like, get it now while you can and then hit it in airplane mode. Exactly. And so before we departed, I downloaded a tried and true app called Maps.me, which we ended up using for navigation. I think you downloaded Google Apps or Google Uh, Maps? I did did an offline download of the Vancouver area map. In my Google Maps app on my iPhone, it was about 170 megabyte download, downloaded over wireless, yep. and that pretty much gives me like the paper fold out <laughs> that you can never fold back in the same yeah. time. That gives me the that uh, that view. However, getting from one place to another, there's like what the heck? <laughs> so continue, AJ. Yeah, yeah. So so we ended up using Maps.me, which the downside of Maps.me is because uh, everything works offline, you can get directions and stuff. But the the sad thing about this app is doing a search for something like if I were to, would if I put in like paper yeah which we'll talk about in a sec like it won't find it but if I put in 
483 Johnson Street, I sure. think was what it was. Uh, I could find that and put in directions that we were off to the races. But uh, yeah, definitely before you do any trip, uh, remember when you're leaving the country, even Canada, you know, a lot of us forget, you know, that that border is there. Once you cross that border, you better have international data or turn off your phone and do other things. But uh, anyways, we got it out of our system. We're hitting the rails. And once we crossed the border, things things kind of went from uh, LTE speeds to 1X speeds. And I'm not talking about cell phone coverage, Yes, yeah, as we're heading up north, things went south. So anyway, <laughs> on this Amtrak, and oh, by the way, the Amtrak Cascades is a very comfortable yeah. uh, train. We, the, the car itself the, is awesome. The car that we were in, yeah. Uh, so as much as we're trying to avoid the negative <laughs> that you could probably uh, infer from where we're going, um, it was a very comfortable ride. Yep. Unlike an airplane fuselage where someone of my height and stature hates standing up. Feel free to roam about the cabin. We I can't because I'm hitting too. my head on the ceiling. <laughs> uh, we had plenty of room, plenty of uh, elbow room. It was great. It wasn't really a cramped uh, train ride from Bellingham to uh, Vancouver. But the problem is, boys and girls, when we're driving on interstate, whether it be Interstate 5 or Highway 99 or Highway 1, you've got multiple lanes for cars to change lanes and go progress all together in multiple lines. Not so with train tracks. In the United States and apparently Canada. True. And what happens when you have those big, long shipping trains. Freight trains. Freight trains and passenger trains and, oh, I don't know, gravy trains and John Cole trains and, oh, what else do we have with, like, heavy-duty uh, CrossFit trains uh, all wanting to go on one track? Well, you kind of have to wait. A lot. And so, unfortunately, in, you know, for a day trip up to Vancouver, should you be thinking this would be a great way to get away from Bellingham for a day. Which uh, we thought it was cool. Uh, departs Fairhaven at 9.50 a.m. And then the if you just do a day trip, the Vancouver Amtrak will depart Vancouver, come back home at 5.45. Five, so, yeah. we, you know, we had about a five-hour window to do stuff, to mess around. Or so we thought. Or so we thought. Unfortunately, due to the uh, power play that various train conductors have, uh, we waited in our comfortable climate-controlled Amtrak cab for about two hours. And so that kind of uh, ramped up the... Uh, Oh, yeah. but wait, there's more. Oh, oh because, there's more? Because on this awesome Cascades double-decker car that we are, it was very comfortable, their Wi-Fi service was unfortunately down. So even though we are sitting there stewing, we didn't even have the ability to connect to find out, like, when we were going to come in or even, I don't know, do something on the internet so that to pass the time. So, no, we are stewing in a very nice... Train car. And we had to relate with ourselves outside of technology, which is just a horrible experience nowadays, isn't it, folks? Absolutely. But it's anyway, absolutely, we made yeah. it through, and that was <laughs> fine. So, yeah, a two-hour wait uh, sitting in – well, we got to watch Canada go by yeah. uh, at very slow speeds. But once we got off that train and got through customs, uh, we had a pretty good time. Yep. So it's about a mile – or excuse me, a kilometer uh, and a half walk from the Pacific Center, uh, Central Station to Granville Island. Now, yeah. I had a place in mind, and AJ alluded to it before. Uh, in getting in touch with my analog side, I wanted to see, is there a notebook place or a journal or a pen shop in the Lower Mainland? Well, there happened to be one about a 
one and a half clicks away from the Amtrak station. It's called Paper Yacht, and it's in Granville Island, which has, oh, I don't know, a metric, since we're in there, a metric uh, ton of eateries and little shops and everything. Uh, such a great experience. Most of you who are listening have been to Granville Island, but... We hadn't. Uh, we hadn't. I'd been there one time in the past, but it was way in the past. And so just to take a look at... Uh, this no, this paper place, a, a shop dedicated to paper called Paper Ya. And uh, it was just this wonderful environment, so many different types of journals, pens, writing uh, materials, and different types of, uh, yeah, to get your analog life on. And I thoroughly enjoyed myself in there. Props to Paper Ya and their cozy little uh, store up there north of the border. Yeah. And uh, while you're also there, if you ever go to the Granville Island, the one thing that I noticed is it's very much like what we call the historic Fairhaven. Like it's very much art centric. There was a lot of different venues there. I saw like they're putting on a performance of Once. Um, there's also I think Cat and the Fiddle for like the children's uh, the children's theater. Really cool vibe, even on a very cold and drizzly day. Uh, yeah, I was impressed by Granville and all the eateries and stuff. Like, it's if you if you if you're not familiar with it, like once you're on the island, there's basically kind of uh, two hubs that are almost like covered farmers market areas, but inside there's just a whole like vendor after vendor of stuff. But one of the the best uh, sites was the Wall of Tea. Oh my gosh! Take this one. So yeah, if you go, definitely definitely hit up the Granville Island Tea Company. Once you're there. You see this, I, I equate it to an old school apothecary. Yep. You see a wall with a rail ladder, um, like an old school, like uh, like Belle and Beauty and the Beast as she's whisking around grabbing books. But instead of books on the shelves, there's tea canisters and all of them are labeled. About 10 rows high. Uh, at least 10 rows yeah. high. And I don't know how many rows across. And they have a menu of sorts where you can go up to their their bar and they have smelling samples. They had a, a chai on, on tap mm -hmm. that was awesome to sample. The staff's really knowledgeable. Like if you don't know what you want, you can like, oh, I like fruity stuff. And they can tell you what where kind of to go. But uh, while I was there, I was, because uh, I love tea. Um, I love our Wonderland teas here in, in Fair Be uh, Bellingham. But there's a tea that I had been looking for for years, literally years, called Monk's Blend. And lo and behold, they had it there. And so they had two different prices. You have a uh, price per 50 grams and price per, I think, 100, 100 grams. 100 milligrams, 100 grams and yeah. 50 grams. Yeah. So, and, and the reasonably priced, I think it was like five, five, five or 10 bucks. Yeah. Five or 10 bucks. Canadian. Yeah. Uh, reasonably priced and i've i've had my tea and it 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 was exactly what i was looking for i think you got a lychee tea lychee jasmine tea i you know i really don't i'm not a tea aficionado yet but i went to the person there who obviously is an expert and deals with this all the time and i go i'm looking to get some kind of green tea that can help turbocharge my brain or something that i cannot find in your typical grocery store something exotic what do you got <laughs> and honestly whatever they the first recommendation they were going to give me sounds good you know I, I trust their judgment because they don't look like they're going to sabotage me no, no so anyway very friendly folks at the granville island tea company uh and they directed me to uh this canister uh called lychee jasmine and you know i smelled it and it smelled just this wonderful fruity uh vanilla type smell it was just uh, calming not quite in the chamomile calming, but it was just a, a pleasant smell that I know that I want to drink this <laughs> when I get home. So uh, I threw down on a 100, milligr 100 gram bag and it was just a great experience. When you're there, throw down. It when was 10 realm. bucks. Yeah. yeah. 
and and, and ten bucks well spent. Uh, yeah, they they had some really eclectic stuff. They they even had uh, um, what is it, matcha green tea, matcha green like tea. like from from Japan and stuff. Uh-huh. And they had both grades because when I was in Japan, I, I learned that there's several different grades of that tea. And they had just normal, and they also had like creme de la creme premier. And you can also tell the price difference, but you know all kinds of paraphernalia for tea and the tea itself. Great, great tea shop, dude. <clears throat> so Granville Island was kind of like as we're as AJ and I were talking about, you know, how would we spend this five hour tour? This five, five hour, hour tour. tour. That's right. Uh, I wanted to go to that notebook place, Paper Yacht, and I'm like, AJ, what do you feel like going to? And he knew from the Watch Fam. Yeah. Hi, Watch Fam. Uh, there is a. Uh, location, a, a bit of a hole in the wall uh, in dimensions, but a an El Dorado type uh, location in in a area near Vancouver uh, for this amazing watch business. Yeah, please tell me more. <laughs> please please help explain this better because so, it was a heck of an experience. Right. So uh, I'd 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 emailed uh, uh, James Stacy from the Grey NATO quite a while back when I was doing the DGR. And I was like, hey, I'm going to be in your neck of the woods. I got a couple hours of downtime. If What horological places should I hit if I have some time after this ride? And he had mentioned Roldorf & Co. Uh, and I'd, I'd followed them on, on Instagram before, so I, I knew of them, but I, I didn't know where they were. And so he gave me the heads up that it is a little bit difficult to find if you're not familiar with the area. And it was difficult to find, but... Yeah, so once you find it, because it's, it's in the towers, but it's down below. It's on Burrard Street, I think. Uh-huh. And... Like you have to go down and there's like this little mall underneath these like towers. And so we finally find this place and it's very small, very small shop. Matter of fact, you thought we'd hit another dead end and tell them like, hey, there's a Nomo sign. That's right. <laughs> and so once you round the corner, you open this, sh- you go into this very small shop and there's some Braemont watches over in a display case over on the left. And there is a big glass uh barricade for lack of better terms and behind that glass is a watchmaker and a watchmaker's bench where uh, a very fine gentleman by the name of Jason Gallup comes out and greets us and uh, you know we introduced ourselves and that we're watch schmucks and have a podcast and stuff but what was cool is I kind of split off because I talked to Howie who was the watchmaker working on a rig because he's like hey come over here and uh, showed me this awesome old uh, like 1970s series Galet that they just finished up and stuff. And he's telling me about the work and I'm swapping stories about the watch that I had made. And uh, I think you were talking at Jason at that point. I, I chatted with Jason a little bit, just a, asking a little bit about uh, the, the workflow because, you know, I, I am ground beef, uh, 85% Fat free uh, when uh, his knowledge of watches is Kobe, uh, <laughs> well, medium rare. And so I wanted to just learn a little bit more about, you know, how things were, how was business. And then also I was noticing that I was keying on music uh, in an establishment. Have you heard this, folks? Uh, have you heard me talk about this? Yes, I think you have. Uh, I was listening to some really nice jazz music and I didn't really want to make a uh, dork of myself and asking, <laughs> is that Dave Brubeck? Because I heard an alto sax that sounded a lot like Paul Desmond. It might have been, but I realized, oh, this is kind of how a surgeon will have it, their own music playlist while they're doing surgery. Well, Mr. Howie, behind the, the glass uh, barricade, was you know, heavy in deep focus work mode. And then I asked Jason, Mr. Jason about that, and he kind of told me about how uh, you, you, if you're under pressure, you may have something with a few more beats per minute. And when you're just kind of doing some exploratory work, and you have a little bit down tempo jazz, I'm thinking, brilliant. 
What a great way to, and the lighting, of course, is very, yeah. uh, very appropriate to highlight the glass and the shine of the of the watches and stuff, and everything is laid out nicely. And so I was just thinking from a way to maximize a minimal space. Yeah. And so my props for someone that is not is is an auxiliary member of the watch fam because I got the SKX 007, but I'm not, you know, I'm not of the no, if you will. Uh, and so I, I thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with uh, with Jason and and Howie, uh, great guys, and it was a great experience. Yeah, what's really cool about their shop that I had heard is, and I think I heard it from either the Graynado or maybe it was uh, their podcast, but I'd heard somewhere that they their shop is unique in the fact that they kind of like how we are with 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 technology we're kind of very transparent we we want to help people and we're we're not like oh ignore the man behind the curtain this you don't need to know how things are worked on they're not like that nope. uh that's the reason why that that glass barricade is there is that you can see the man uh, or woman who's working on your watch you they like they invited me right around and just you know just let me take a look at what they're working on and stuff and that's how they like to operate if you bring in a piece to them you know they're calling you letting you know when it, it's getting worked on hey you want to come by and take a look at it they involve you in this and that is really cool uh, it's something that we don't see in a lot of service industries because, you know, a lot of people are very guarded with what they know and because they want you to come back uh, because, you know, you don't know. They kind of have the opposite. They want you to be involved with the process of them working on this piece. And that was just really refreshing to see. And, it, you know, especially when you from, from a business owner standpoint, when you see someone come in who has been out in the rain. And yeah, it was we raining were, we a were, lot. Yeah, we were very soggy doggy. We were walking kilometers in the rain, <laughs> eh? Uh, and, and having a, a black hooded Carhartt uh, sweatshirt on and blue jeans that are kind of somewhat half soggy. And to come into a fine watch establishment and not know yeah. So yeah. that is what I would equate to the master blues guitarist uh, taking a, a youngster uh, and kind of showing him a couple chords. Yeah. And uh, for for an owner of an establishment to be able to hand me uh, one of his personal collection of of, of a beautiful timepiece, the Bremont. Yeah. Yeah. And and just to kind of tell a story behind it, uh, I w I was really it, it it makes me have that much more of an affinity for a business like that. It makes me it, it gives me, it convicts me as a technologist and as someone who has a great deal of knowledge to make sure that I am b drawing people in that may not know a lot about tech to make sure they understand what's going on. Yeah. Can you hear me, customer service professionals out there? I think you can. And so uh, tip of the hat uh, to uh, Jason and Howie for their kindness uh, in uh, helping make our voyage up north uh, really enjoyable and memorable. Yeah. And, and the offer stands, gentlemen, if, if you are listening to our show uh, on podcast or on Bellingham's very own Camry 102.3 FM. Low power. Community radio here in the heart of the city of subdued excitement. Uh, you guys have an open uh, offer to come down and uh, we'll show you our town and uh, talk horology as well. And if you happen to like a, a microbrew, there happens to be a new joint that uh, Aslan opened up just recently. I didn't uh, hear about this. Yeah, Aslan Depot. It's, uh, it's in the Union Building off of State Street. But ah. anyway, uh, that's another yet another uh, opportunity to get your drank on. So <laughs> first pints on us, guys. So speaking of local, that's a fairly good dovetail. Uh, in a weekend or two, is there something going on in Fairhaven, Chris? Well, actually, so this will probably be uh, during the week of 
um, March 3rd and 4th, where this will hit your podcast feeds. March 5th through 11th is uh, Fairhaven Food Fest 2018. And so pretty much the Fairhaven hood, if you will, is uh, all the area restaurants are going to have uh, an opportunity for you, the dining public, to... Uh, dine at their establishments. And what they're going to do during this March 5th through 11th is they're going to give you a coaster passport. And if you visit three or get three plus stamps or three or more stamps on your coaster passport, you can uh, submit that for a drawing for a $100 gift card Whoa. for a participating uh, restaurant in the Fairhaven area. And and name it, OVN, Magdalena's. Magdalena's. That's what I was thinking. Uh, Colophon. Uh, I, I was looking down the list and I'm like, yep, yep, yep. They're all in Fairhaven. So uh, cool. if you dig Fairhaven and if you dig dining out, well, here's an opportunity to uh, enjoy a little bit of uh, what we got over there in the in the fair. Cool, cool. Is there like a, a cover per head or type of thing? Or? I don't think so. I think it's just more of a promotion for the Fairhaven area restaurants, you know, to, to uh, attract some additional business before the real huge summer season hits. Yeah. Uh, but hey, a hundred dollar gift card to your favorite participating area restaurant in Fairhaven might not be that bad a, a reason to get out there. Woohoo! So, so uh, moving away from local and travel. Uh, Chris, you and I had a little something that we haven't had happen in a while. We had some tech that caught our eye. Dun 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 dun. Tech that caught our eye. Yeah. So in today's day and age, we were just talking about traveling, and we had our smartphones with us. There are there's another subset of people who are looking at their dependency. Something that we uh, hit on the doldrums here on the Bellingham podcast several times is being too dependent on our technology. And a little company called Lightphone who made a very simple white chiclet style phone a couple years back with uh, lighted buttons. It basically had one function. It made phone calls and it showed you, I think, the time. Uh, made a lot of waves, um, especially with people who were trying to have a, a secondary device that would untether them from their Horkin smartphone. Well, you sent me a brand new Indiegogo, I think. There is a there is an independent uh, quasi-Kickstarter Indiegogo. Uh, the Lightphone folks have come out with a second version of their phone, which came out in, what, 2015, I believe? I think so. Yeah, every couple of years, you got to do a refresh. Yeah. That's understandable. So this Lightphone, and we got a link to it in the show notes, uh, as far as uh, what you can do with it, where not only can you make your phone calls, but also text message. And the, I like the fact that it's got an alarm yeah. uh, in there to wake you up. Well, one of the things that they mentioned is they wanted to rethink what we call a mobile operating system, which is a very bold statement because when you look at their device, it is either in black, Thank Chris Powell approved, or white, which is what their first one there was. There is no other color but black. Black is How a shade. How many times do I have to tell you this? <laughs> so it comes in black and white. And what's cool about this version is they went e-ink. And that is a very, I have a big heart for any company that uses e-ink in, in their technology. But uh, what's cool is it's got a matte display, so no shine, supposedly in, in daylight. Uh, it gives you an alarm function, turn-by-turn -turn directions, which you and I both kind of raised an eyebrow of how is that going to work. Uh, it does have Wi-Fi connectivity, apparently, Bluetooth, all the standard, you know, chip stuff. 4G, wireless, and GPS are included all on a Sesame Seed button. Yeah, and this thing is, I think, maybe, I don't know, half the, the height of an iPhone 6. Stack three credit cards together, maybe four credit cards. Yeah. Take a look at that width. 
That's about the, si- the 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 thickness of a light phone. Yeah, and I think it's about a little bit wa- uh, taller than a deck of cards. Yeah. Uh, so to kind of get that in in your mind if you're not familiar with it, but you can turn it uh, turn it sideways, and you get a keyboard so that you can do texting, which is a nice feature because the first one didn't have that. And uh, what, what was the other function? I think I'm missing one. Destinations or directions. Nah, they covered. Was, they they alluded to some music. I'm, That's it, music. Yeah, yeah. And uh, no, they called it and pos- and, and putting on a playlist. Which is interesting because I don't think it has that much local storage. So is that streaming? Don't know. So here's the thing, though. On Indiegogo, what, where they have this uh, set up right now, they were asking for a paltry $250,000. And, you know, at let's the time just, of this recording, at the time of this recording, uh, days later, uh, it's over 450000 yeah. But the thing is, uh, $250 for an early adopter to get yourself a life phone. And now this is coming out in 2019. Right. So... Remember, uh, all ki- like Kickstarter. Disclaimer, and- disclaimer. Kickstarter, Indiegogo. Remember that these are uh, crowdsourcing platforms and not necessarily a store, so buyer beware. But yeah, it's going to come out in about a year, it sounds like. Uh, about a year, but the demand for it has been beyond what they wanted. And uh, the re- the full price, once this early bird uh, time frame is over, it's going to be 400 bucks. So first of all, $400 for a phone, that's essential and minimal. Those are two of my favorite words. <laughs> Uh, and, and, and black, black. <laughs> what a, what an amazing opportunity to take a hard look at what are you using your phone for? And, uh, I'm taking a hard look at being one of these early adopters, whether or not I throw down that remains to be seen. Uh, but I was very impressed with where they are taking an over, like a, a, a taking a step back and looking at what do we use our phone for? What do we need it for? And oh, by the way, you're probably carrying another device with you that would allow you to take some pictures or uh, do whatever you would need to in your backpack already. So uh, it's definitely worth a look for the light phone. Yeah. So AJ, as we're wrapping up uh, episode 70, God help us. Oh, wow. We've hit number 70, folks. Uh, What are you working on with some of your content creation aspirations? Uh, Well, right now I'm in the middle of trying to consolidate, much like you did, uh, consolidate a little bit of the the web real estate that I've got. Um, Thinking about redesigning my website again. I know I roll because I do it every six months or so. Anyway, I'm looking at maybe jumping platforms and rebuilding from scratch, kind of revisiting the whole concept of what I'm doing in my photography and the story aspect and stuff. Um, bridging a little bit more of what I do on Patreon and making it a little bit more public. You know, you should take pride in what you're doing or, you know, shed no tears in talking about what you're doing and revamping your website and such because I remember many stand-up comedians in the uh, 70s and 80s that would talk about their parents and how they would take a room and they would put paneling over the paneling <laughs> and they re- remodel something in their home. Well, this is your digital home. Yeah, pretty much. And, uh, and w- as technologists, we're in the 21st century. We redesign stuff. We're rewiring our car. Yeah. We're rewiring things, you know, because it, it, it's fun. We know what to do, and it's a way to breathe new life into something that we're doing. Yeah. That's out there. So I'm working on that and also trying to dovetail more of the analog photography side of things. I cu- took a couple shots when we were up in Vancouver. Yep. Not near as many as I wanted because it was cold and rainy. But, uh, yeah, you can look for that on on Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash AJBarsay and com and stuff. Chris, what are you working on? I got a very weighty, uh, quiet conversation from you this morning. Yeah, uh, so I, I send this little newsletter out, and it really isn't news <laughs> per se, but it's just more like uh, I've got a topic that I've been uh, chewing on, and I just wanted to share it. And uh, this week it th- this week marks 
uh, an anniversary of my father's passing. And, you know, if you talk about wanting to have a genuine, transparent uh, being in, in, online, if you really want to go there, I'm going to go there. And uh, I'm going to test the waters. And here's what happened that it was a really personal event and a very emotionally uh sad event for me and I wrote about it and it's not one of these things that are going to get hundreds of thousands of claps on medium uh, it's not going to get liked by thousands of people on Facebook and go viral or whatever but you know what it mattered to me and I just wanted to share it with the wonderful people that happen to uh, sign up for my newsletter uh, if you want to there's a link in our show notes for uh, bit.ly slash quiet Chris but I just am trying to do these um, little conversations, even though they may be one-sided, <laughs> but uh, just share a little bit and really explore what it's like to live, what it's like to live a genuine, uh, transparent life. And you got some, I mean, cause you released it early this morning and I know I wrote you, yeah. uh, and you pinged me back and even said that you'd had a few responses. Uh, there's been, there's been some responses, you know, like along the lines of the watch fam that will really, uh, give you kudos for taking good quality pictures and having these devices and you're part of the, the family. There are some people that support, uh, just with a few kind words and that's all that I care for. I don't want save your money, save your, uh, save your sponsorship uh, deals. I just say, hey, that was pretty cool, yeah. and that's good enough for me. So anyway, uh, I like the quiet conversations. I like re renovating my website. Uh, I'm getting into doing some more content as far as technology uh, articles and things like that because technology needs to be shared and our knowledge about it needs to be shared. So that's pretty much where I'm at. Cool. Well, that wraps it up for this 70th edition of the Bellingham Podcast. Thank you again so much for listening to us, rating us, reviewing us on Google, iTunes, Spreaker, and anywhere else you like to listen to us, including Chris's favorite. Tune in radio, y'all. Tune in radio. Remember, if you're in the Bellingham area, you might be listening to us terrestrially on KMRE 102.3 FM. Low power. Low power community radio here in the heart of the city of subdued excitement. And on that note, safe travels, everyone. I'm AJ Barsay. And marching forth with the rest of y'all, I am Chris Powell. Thanks again for joining us on the Bellingham Podcast. So March 4th, then we've got May the 4th be with you. Yes, I, don't, I'll, I won't be doing you that. You don't remember that No, one. I don't want to do that. Okay, fine. Okay.